0: Welcome to the I Created That podcast. On this podcast, you can expect fun, laughter, inspiration, and some amazing tips to help you learn more about business, marketing, and Shopify. I'm your host, Sarah Jansel, a former 20-year corporate veteran and executive turned creative entrepreneur. Today, I'm the CEO of my own company, Jansel & Co., where we help clients build, brand, and grow awesome Shopify stores. I'll be hosting some of my favorite guests on the show to share some exclusive tips about how to start a business, grow a business, and feature some super cool entrepreneurs and business partners who can help you do it too. Let's get started. Welcome to the I Created That podcast. I'm your host Sarah Jansel, and I am super excited that you are here today because we are going to be talking to none other than the super amazing and talented Lauren Hildebrand. Uh, Lauren is an amazing brand guru. We're very fortunate to have her at Jansel and Co. to work with many of our clients to create lasting brands and identities, uh, which is such a crucial piece of your business. If you're in e-commerce, if you are a brand, whether you're a product or a service, uh, and before. we kind of jump into things today, uh, I do want to take a minute to tell you a little bit about Lauren and then we'll introduce her here. Uh, So by day, Lauren is really a content and brand strategist. Uh, She designs and develops powerful digital stories for a variety of national and international clients using her skills in graphic design, creative direction, social, photography, video, digital illustration, and community management. So she really does it all. Uh, By night and weekends, she's also an Etsy shopper a new shopify store owner which i hope we can dive into a little a video wedding videographer uh portrait artist and perfectionist post editor which i love so when she's not behind her macbook which given all the things that we just talked about i'm sure she spends enough time behind that uh you can definitely find her renovating uh training um with a synchronized figure skating team uh, cheering on the Raptors because she is a Torontonian and binging on the latest crime series in Netflix which we definitely have in common there so uh, welcome to the show Lauren.
1: Thank you so much I'm so happy to be here. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, we're excited to have you. I feel like brand is such an important topic. It's very rare on the podcast that we don't talk about brand in some capacity. (laughs) So I feel like it would be a miss to not have you on here today. So I'm excited about that. Um, But why don't we just give you a minute to kind of tell folks a little bit about yourself and and what you do?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I come from a professional background in advertising and public relations, so my roles at each of the agencies were really focusing on content strategy and design. I was often floating in between the creative and account teams, managing clients while developing brand assets, building social calendars from scratch, all that jazz. Um, But in short, um, from brand strategy and social planning to logo design, art direction, Product photography and copywriting, I like to say that I'm a bit of a jack of all creative trades. Um, I ended up leaving the agency life behind to be my own boss, just like you, Sarah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but my passion now is really building brand identities and helping other entrepreneurs grow their business.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: so lucky to have found found you, Sarah, um, because when I'm able to pair my expertise with yours, we can really offer our clients all the tools they need to succeed. Um So yeah, happy to be part of the extended Jansel & Co. community.
0: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We're so fortunate to have you because we've had so many clients so far that have come to work with us and just through meeting you and seeing your passion for brand and everything else you've done some incredible work for some notable brands like, uh, you know, Wildly Fit Colors couple. So um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about brand identity and why that's kind of a focus for you, like what you love about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, your brand—I like to say—is your company's most valuable asset. It's really how your business is ultimately perceived by your customers. So it's that feeling they get when they see your name, see your logo, and any extensions of it. Um, so really, it's important to um, build that identity and take time to invest in that um, because essentially, it's your—it's your first impression, right? It's what um, people see first.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's pretty much everything that makes up what people know,
1: (laughs) you know, aside from
0: what you're saying. And even that to some degree, uh, is definitely the brand, uh, with that. So I love that you're doing that. And I feel like it's, Not that it was never not important, but I feel like it's becoming more and more important. Like we've had all these tools and different things that are out there like Canva and like all these things that make, you know, an entrepreneur's life a little bit easier or their team's life a little bit easier. But there's just something to be said about obviously working with a professional like yourself, like somebody who has the experience, that has the breadth across like various industries and, you know, really just that professional eye, which I feel like, you know, you can really tell the difference between someone who's invested in that versus someone who hasn't.
1: <laughs> and it's important for entrepreneurs to understand their strengths and know when to step away and when to bring on somebody else who um, has strengths in other areas like branding or social or whatever that might be, um, just to fully optimize your business. And like for example, I, um, I went to school at Ryerson, or now it's Toronto Metropolitan Uni- University, for fashion, uh, fashion communications, and that's where I learned all my skills. We took classes in color theories; like there's total science behind it, and it's just so interesting once you delve in, dive in. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I feel like you and I have spent some time doing workshops with clients, and like we even have that like one pager where we look at that and just where like the various brands that people know fall on that color spectrum, and like it starts to become more obvious like why people are making choices, but it's not obvious, you know, when you're when you're not into it. <laughs> why there's a exactly. like a science behind yeah. that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, in your opinion, you know, like what really goes into a good brand? Like what makes one like unique, different?
1: So I'll, I'll, I'll take a step back, but thinking about what a brand needs to be, um, they should be they should re- visually represent your values and personality. Um, your brand should help you stand out from the competition. Um, it should improve your brand awareness and memorability, help to build customer loyalty and trust, which in turn will attract new business. So for your brand to be more memorable, there's kind of three steps. So first is being original. <laughs> the next is um, is making time for customer service. Um, and then there's also um, an important part of uh, creating templates and making sure that you're consistent across every everything that you create and all of your extensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why do you think that
0: consistency is so key? Like, I feel like we talk about this with clients all the time and it's like, you know, I get this sense that sometimes clients are like, well, you know, like, shouldn't I be more creative about these things versus, you know, mm-hmm. doing the same thing? And I think you and I are on the side of no, like you can still be creative with <laughs> having some assets, but I would love to get your perspective on that consistency.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I-, I think consistency is key because you want to make sure that across all of your, Um, all of your platforms, all of your extensions, everywhere where your brand is. You want to make sure it's the same image that people are seeing because maybe um, on social you're using different colors than your website and people are getting confused. Are these two different brands? You want to make sure that it's all the same. You're using the same colors. You're using the same fonts. You're using the right logos um, so that people start to recognize your brand. So recognition, recognition is important and it will help. In turn, with brand awareness too. Um, but when you're consistent, when you're using um, a smaller color palette versus like an entire rainbow of colors, for example, <laughs> um, th- then it's uh, it's less choices for you. It's less confusion, and that equals more consistency. It makes it look more polished um, and put together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's kind of like that little phrase that I share with customers a lot when they're they are trying to be creative or just like you know a little more innovative with some of their designs or you know their socials and things like that and um you know the biggest thing for me is like a confused eye just doesn't buy right and right. there's such That's a funny. plethora of brands or places that people can go today we're being inundated you know in socials and all over with ads and things that you know if someone's I know if I'm confused or if I can't figure it out in like a couple of seconds like I'd be line it out of there because you know on to the next thing And that's a harsh reality, I think, for some, but it doesn't have to be like that because, you know, there are some tools and things um, that a specialist like Lauren can help you put together so that you look amazing uh, and that won't happen, which is awesome. So um, so I'd like to talk a little bit about brand identity for those that maybe aren't as familiar. I mean, you hear that and you're like, yeah, like, you know, identifying the brand and things like that. But um, you've had a little saying about where people get confused with brand and logo and things. So I'd love to just know a little bit more about your thoughts on what that Absolutely. encompasses. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A lot of a lot of people just assume that your logo is your brand, and although that is a very important part of it, um, your brand extends to a bunch of different areas too. It's it's um, your logo, of course. It's your voice. It's your tone. It's your font, colors, um, icons, photography style. There's a whole bunch of different things that go into creating a brand identity, and that's just one part of it. Um, but yeah, working with um, a, a professional like um, you and I, like what I like to do for my clients is set them up with a uh, brand identity sheet where they can see all those elements laid out in one place. Um, and I pair that with a brand guidelines doc, um, which explains how to use all these elements together properly across different platforms and um, all that jazz. <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely and I think you know it's funny because when we talk to clients about that or we've done workshops and we show them examples of what that looks like it's like you literally get this you know one page or like an entire booklet of like all of your assets what to do what not to do which is usually the thing that yeah. we are doing uh you know we're just trying to make things work and where to use things and honestly just makes life so much easier and a lot of times clients are like well am I going to use like all of these different assets like this seems like a, a lot. And, you know, I am always like, yes, because when you're a brand, like you will be asked to do things that you maybe didn't think about when you got into doing your business, whether it's an event, a conference, a pop-up, you're partnering with a giveaway with another brand, like whatever it is. And if you don't share something like that to help with that consistency or make sure that your brand's represented in the best way, people will just rip things off of Google (laughs) or anywhere. And so, you know, your logo and different things might not show up in the way that best represents you. So I think it just makes so much easier.
1: Absolutely. And like setting you up with a kit like that, it really sets you up for success and and explains um, okay, you use your primary logo here in these spots, and then you have a secondary logo and a Submark logo. So when are we using a pared down version of your logo? Is that for just social headers, or is it for uh, your fav icon for your website? Um, that's one thing that I wanted to bring up too, because that's something that's, um, that surprises my clients, is that you don't just have one logo. You have multiple versions of it. You, have ex- you need to have extensions. I often recommend um, having three versions of it. So a primary, which is kind of your core logo with all of the elements, the text, the icon, everything. Um, and then a horizontal version for things like banners or at the top of your website. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. also a submark, which is like essentially the nice Nike swoosh on its own. <laughs> it's like an icon that people can understand when it's scaled down to a really small space, like that fab icon at the top of your browser bar. But,
0: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah. So if you are out there and you're listening to this and you had all the struggles trying to put your horizontal logo on Instagram, <laughs> Lauren can help you. You need an extension. <laughs> I know we've been through the pain. <laughs> awesome so yeah so lots of different assets um everything Lauren's describing are definitely things that are going to go into a Shopify store we're going to talk about her Shopify store in a minute um but I do want to just kind of go back to a lot of this like agency experience that you've had because you've done so many things and I feel like there's Mm -hmm. such a like elegance and professionalism and like it's just everything when you work with Lauren is very smooth and I'm speaking about this from experience because Lauren did help to develop the Jansel and co-brand which looks so much better now (laughs) (laughs) that I've had her help. Um, But just, you know, knowing that you've worked in that agency experience, you kind of left that corporate world. Um, You know, what are some of the things that I feel like we do carry things from corporate into our current lives? Like, what are some of the things you think you've brought with you that really help um, in your current business?
1: Yeah, I mean, working at an agency, I honestly like really loved um, my my old agencies. I really loved the people I worked with and the teams. But I found often I was um, kind of working on my own because I was in between the client and creative. Um, so I felt like I could just take it on myself, but uh, definitely learned a lot um, from my time at the agencies at PR and PR and uh, advertising. Um, learned how to really work with clients, understand them. I think that's probably the biggest part is working with people and understanding that, um, um, figuring out their needs and working together collaboratively. And that's that's an important part of my process, because often a lot of brand designers kind of uh, have an initial meeting, go off, create the brand, come back with it fully finished. But for me, what I like to do is um, take time and um, make sure that I'm meeting with my clients every step of the way so that they're happy with what's being created and um, they're taking part in this process, too. Um, I think that's the biggest takeaway um, that I learned.
0: Yeah. And I can honestly attest that from myself being your client and also our clients having gone through a lot of our clients will do a bit of a brand identity, like a, you know, a facelift or like a new brand. And then, you know, we're uh, redesigning the Shopify store to really fit that so that it's all cohesive and things like that. But that collaboration, like I don't you know, when when Lauren says that, just to get real about it, it's kind of like there are some initial concepts and designs and then, you know, you get back together with her and you're looking at like, you know, a bunch of different things so you can like get a feel for it and have like a really good conversation. Like, I feel like the brand becomes so much more rich because you do that a few times and it's mm-hmm. like where you start isn't always where you end up finishing. And there are a few notable brands that we've worked with where it's like the beginning, they were like really set on <laughs> something and as it evolved, it was like a totally different direction, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just about having that open communication and um, being able to really uh, put your trust in me. And I think that helps me to build a relationship with my clients, too, is just taking that time to really get to know them, understand their needs and wants to. Um, I mean, on top of that, at the agencies, I think I learned a little bit about time management <laughs> and how to get things done in a crunch, too. But um, yeah, the biggest takeaway was really those uh, interpersonal relationship skills. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh so let's
0: talk about your Shopify store. I was so excited. Uh so it's recently
1: launched Pop Culture. Uh why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Oh my goodness. It has been A labor of love for the past I would say two years I uh, yeah I think it's been around then um I I guess it started when uh, my partner and I got our our little Frenchie Muggsy um obsessed with him totally obsessed and uh Brandon and I like we're lucky because we're both creatives like I, I've been helping with uh, branding, social, I kind of have all that marketing stuff down pat, but he's also um, a video producer, senior video producer at the score. So he's techie, <laughs> if you would say, um, but he he loves designing and creating graphics, too. So um, we kind of put those skills together, knowing that we love our dog and there's a lot of Frenchie owners that love to spoil their pets, too. Um, and came up with our own uh, line of dog accessories, uh, including collars, leashes and harnesses. Um, but it's all inspired by tr- our favorite trends in pop culture. You'll see references to our favorite movies, teams um, and fashion trends, I would say. Um, but, yeah, we really wanted to kind of take a stab at it ourselves because we we really had a hard time finding um. Uh, accessories that we loved for Mugsy and felt like it fit our, our lifestyle, his, um, personality too. Um, so that this has been kind of a journey we've been back and forth, uh, with our manufacturer, trying to make sure that everything's fitting properly, the quality's, um, top notch. And, uh, uh, we've also taken the time to actually design all of our, all of our patterns ourselves as well. So, um, it's been, (laughs) it's been a process, but, Um, that's where we're at now. Yeah, we launched um, the beginning of March, I think. So it's just just almost two months in. So it's been going Mm -hmm. well, though.
0: Yeah, definitely. So experience not only on the brand, now the Shopify side, but also on the product Mm -hmm. development side. So there are a number of clients out there who are like wanting to get into product development. If you were to think of like two key things to tell someone that gets into that um before they start what would that be because i feel like this is a it's always an interesting path when
1: someone's getting yeah, to create something yeah. um patience is key <laughs> um yeah it, it took us a long time to actually find a manufacturer that we trusted um and we could actually build a relationship with them um and it was a long Long time going back and forth, and obviously, like we uh, connected with somebody through Alibaba. So, um, like, there's obviously like not even um, just getting the product shipped to us, but also the time zone difference for trying to communicate and have that um, those conversations to get the product right, Um, and then also thinking uh, way ahead, right? Because it's going to be taking it's going to take time to get your product ready and set because. I um, I think, like, two years ago, I was like, oh, we'll be able to get it up and running within, like, a few months. But, no, it's, like, a, it's a full process, and you need to invest that time, invest that energy in getting it right the first time. Um, yeah, I would say that's probably it
0: yeah and I think what you're describing too is like this iterative process right like you were saying like it's also getting the quality right like a lot of the product owners that I've dealt with that run you know pretty awesome stores and it's like this is custom like what Lauren and you know what you guys are doing it's like so custom um so yeah. it's cool and it's different but then it's like all the little tweaks that you have to make within that product right to have it be like exactly what you want because it is hard <laughs> when you're dealing with the manufacturer like that right yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, a lot of learning. Um, <laughs> I didn't know much about poly webbing <laughs> design and uh figuring all that out, but um, I do now, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, just being a, a keen learner and um, thinking about time management, being patient, uh, it's all part of the process, but. Um, Once you get it right, once you get it going, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. And now I just need to think about uh, what my next design set is going to be and then making sure that it's coming out in time. If I want to have something in uh, the fall, fall, winter, then I'm, I should be ordering now. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. It's making sure that you're, you're working ahead. (laughs)
0: yeah and I think that's key like even if you're curating and you're not developing it's like we have Mm -hmm. to be at least a season before at least and if not thinking about it like a little bit before that because there's a lot that goes into you know like Lauren makes it sound so easy about like yeah we put together some designs and then you know all that stuff but like that is hard work and like all the feedback that goes into that and the thought process around like even though you have different designs and they're from cool, like, you know, different culture movies, things that you're looking at, like everything looks cohesive. And I know part of that's your design eye, but the other part is that like, there's a lot of thought process that has to go into that, whether you're curating fashion or like phone cases, or it doesn't even matter what it is. Right. So.
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah. For, (laughs) I guess that's something that I don't even think about, but um, when we were going through the process of building the patterns and designing all the patterns, I think we started with around 20 designs and curated it down to seven um, just to start with. I mean, it's still a lot to start, but um, we can we couldn't get rid of any others like we got rid of so many before. But when we were curating, we were thinking about, OK, so what are the colors that are in in these patterns? Like, OK, we have a dark one. We should have a light one. Then we should have some balance here. But we should see the same kind of color set in each of them so that when they look, uh, when they're um, displayed together, they look like a collection. Um, So Mm -hmm. that that was important to us, too. But, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and I think those are really critical things to touch on because unless you've actually done that, you don't think about it. And when I think back to when, you know, I had my fashion brand and we were doing that and I was going down and, you know, in the big huge what I'll call shopping mall of like all the manufacturers and uh curators of these beautiful products I would go vendor to vendor to vendor to find pieces and like taking pictures and everything to make sure that it was like seasonal but it was also matching and that like mm-hmm. these different pieces from different places would all kind of go together yeah. and a lot of that was color schematic so I feel like there's there's a big thing there we could probably have a whole conversation about that <laughs> <laughs> we totally do a whole other podcast on color theory and whatnot but um Absolutely. yeah so I love that you're doing that and it it really shows up in the brand so I would love to talk about like because Lauren's brand of course and as any good brand would extends past just some of the logos color spots which are beautiful by the way um but uh there are other things that you're doing so I'd love if you would just kind of share a few different things that pop culture has to offer because I feel like these are like extensions of the brand that really make it what it is
1: absolutely Yeah. yeah so when we were starting obviously we need to get a logo in place. We need to get the colors down. We need to get a website up and running. Um, And then socials are something that's really important to think about. I want to talk about socials, but then also influencer strategy. Um, So I'll start with socials. Um, We started out on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, Now I'm extending to Pinterest too, because that's It is my favorite platform. (laughs) It just took me a minute to get started, get a following. And then I want to build out on Pinterest because it integrates so effortlessly with Shopify. Um, It can just like there's there's a tool where it's like upload all your products and it'll upload it already. Um, But an easy way uh, to build your content on Pinterest is to just repurpose what you've been posting on your other socials too. Like on Instagram, you can take that photo, um, post it natively to Pinterest, link it to your product, and then it'll go right to your page. Um, that's the same thing said for TikTok videos and reels, um, on, on Instagram again, but the videos tend to perform really well in Pinterest. I know that for a fact. Um, but why Pinterest is so important to me is because it's, it's literally a, a tool to plan your purchases. <laughs> it's where you pin things for um, home reno or a uh, like a f- like fall fashion, whatever it might be, like you're planning what you want in the future. <laughs> so it, it makes it, it makes total sense to be on that platform for any kind of um, shoppable brand. Um, I would say services. There's still space for you too. Um but making sure that you're curating the content per platform, um, making sure, sure that you're linking out directly to your store—that's all important too. Um, so we've just started uh, investing in some paid um, paid programming on Instagram, Facebook. Again, we want to get Pinterest going too because I think that'll that'll really uh, boost some sales. Not mm-hmm. sure if you wanted to add anything to that, Sarah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is all great because and actually you're making me think that we should probably do a whole other episode on Pinterest and why it's so great because we've had lots of chats about that and just the type of client that's on there. But I think like you've been really selective about, you know, knowing your customer, right? So it's like you, you mm-hmm. knew right away you are a former version of that client. You're like, I have a Frenchie. We love our Frenchies. We invest, you know, <laughs> here's some things that we think would be cool that people would like, like seasonality, you know, showing up on the platforms mm-hmm. where they exist. So I think those are all like really important parts Parts of what is part of your business but it is also your brand showing up in places Mm -hmm. um one of the other things i was thinking about was like your pop club and you were going to touch on influencers and just like things that you're doing for and i've even seen instagram stories shared by the way about your product and what they get so it's like you know there's little (laughs) things that lauren's got that just really make that brand
1: well influencer marketing is such a big part of it now like um people trust their friends they trust word of mouth they trust their family like Um, if somebody, if, if another Frenchie owner came up to me and said, Hey, try this brand, try this brand of food. I mean, I've been influenced to go raw for Mugsy because somebody else says it's working for their dog. They have less allergy issues, whatever. That's another story. But like you can be so easily influenced by friends and that's important to make sure that you set up influencer marketing and having, um, something like an ambassador program. We're calling it the pup club um, where we're bringing on a few different, um, ambassadors with different dog breeds, et cetera. Um, but essentially we give them a discount on the product, um, and they will in turn get an affiliate link, um, to share with their friends and family, a discount code for them. Um, and then they get a kickback, um, off any sales using that kind of code. Um, we're, uh, just figuring out the logistics of it. Um, but the idea is that the kickback will be in form of a gift card to go back into the store, right? So keeping it all internal versus paying out cash, um, is what we're leaning towards. Um, but yeah, just making sure that you get an an engaged community that are kind of advocating for you is, is important to, um, To build your business, grow your network, um, and uh, build trust with and loyalty with your customers.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so cool. Like, I think it's such an important part. And oftentimes, people think about you know maybe like the email marketing or different things, and like these Mm -hmm. are all really important aspects of your business. But I do think like if you go to any you know, we're going to an e-com conference, uh, in like a week. I know there's ad world, like there's all the the big conferences out there and that's all they talk about is this word of mouth marketing, like showing yep. up, like sharing your experiences, usually on video, like all those things. Yep. And it's true. Like you said, that I was like, yeah, we, we literally started giving my cat ramen diet for the same reasons. So I'm like, see, it's, it just, it happens. Like you don't even realize it's happening to you. Right. So yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and I will like I'm I'm a huge advocate for nano influencers, which are kind of under 5,000 um, followers. Uh, they have a lot more influence power than somebody like that's a macro. So. Um, you'll see that the engagement rate on somebody who's a nano is like ten percent. Somebody who's a celebrity is like zero point two, like, kind of thing. Um, so your return investment is greater with a smaller, um, more mm-hmm. engaged audience. Um, and that's the other thing. Like you can pay uh, macro influencers to support your brand, um, but it comes off to me as an is un. As un- Authent- inauthentic, what am I saying here, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, why not instead, um, invest in somebody who already is purchasing from your store, who already is, as, um, sharing stories about the products that they're receiving. Like, um, it's an important to me to kind of buy back into my own community and, um, build it kind of from, from the in, inwards out, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you're doing that gift card because I think it just continues to further instill that it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. you're investing in these people, they're getting something amazing out of it, but they're investing back in the brand. And like, it's just like the circle, right? Um, which I think is really cool to keep it all, you keep it all going. So, um, Yeah. So I am curious for new brands out there who are like, this all sounds great, but I have no experience. (laughs) What would you tell them to do? Or like, what could they get started with today? You know, if they were thinking about working with someone like you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I would recommend just, just, uh, getting on a discovery call, to be honest, I can walk through my process quickly, but um, it's it's really just to get an idea of um, where you're at, what you're willing to invest. Um, although you don't have money or sales right away, I think it, it is important to invest in branding um, to really set you up for success for the future. Um, but with anyone, I would walk them through my process. We'd chat about goals for their business um, and we'd see... Uh, we'd, we'd find kind of a middle ground. I mean, our packages, Sarah, they're, they're customizable. I always recommend the full brand identity if you're starting from scratch, which includes mm-hmm. your um, logo, logo extensions, fonts, uh, color palette, uh, brand icons, um, and brand pattern. Um, so it kind of gives you the whole kind of kit and caboodle to start with. <laughs> um, it's that full identity sheet and the brand guidelines to go with it. So it's all those supporting documents created in a package sent off to you. Perfect. Um, yeah, but we do also offer smaller versions of it. If you just want a logo, if you just want, um, maybe you have a logo, you don't have colors or fonts set up, like I can fill in the gaps for you, but, um, yeah. Yeah, it's really just about having that conversation to start with and and figure out where you're at.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree. And like Lauren's also done some great refreshes, too, because a lot of times Mm -hmm. we get working with clients and they're like, well, I don't love this or I don't love that. And you've like, you know, totally brought that into like the modern day or just added, you know, an awesome touch to that, which is which is awesome. So um now Lauren did bring up Pinterest so I both her and I are fans of that so you know if you're like okay that sounds great I'm gonna get on the phone like we are gonna tell you to build a a Pinterest (laughs) Pinterest board of things that you love to try to pull from that and this is the the whole thing right like when you're working with a brand specialist versus like you know a Shopify person who's gonna help you bring the store to life like those things really go hand in hand and like these things will make everything else you do so much easier sales marketing socials (laughs) we could go on with the list, but yeah. Awesome. Um, well, thanks Lori. Is there anything else you want to share that we haven't covered about brand or maybe anything you're seeing? out Um, I mean,
1: I could go on forever about socials and and Pinterest for sure. Um, but maybe we can save that for another time. (laughs) Um, yeah, I I mean, if if you're a new, if you're brand new business, um, I I just want to make sure that I drive home that it's, it's so important to, um, remain consistent. Um, when you're first starting out, like that's, uh, that's where you're going to start to build, build your brand recognition, brand awareness. It's, it's just so important to, um, make sure that you're set up for success right from the beginning. Um, and definitely if you, if you're not comfortable building your own graphic, um, then it's time to have a conversation with someone. Someone who can Mm -hmm. help you out. Um, I actually, (laughs) I got off the phone with one of my clients and she said that um, somebody that she knew had uh, taken a photo or clip art off Google and was using that. So just making sure that you're avoiding any copyrights. Um, And there's also people who have used Canva templates too. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not going to be unique and it's, you're not going to be able to trademark it either. So, um, if you're, if you're just trying to cut costs and kind of create something quickly, I, I don't think that's the route to go. Um, it's important that this, this piece is going to last you a long time and, um, make sure that it's going to be there for the entirety of your business, but Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's really key what you're just saying about that whole like lasting effect. Because I think when you're new to branding or you're new to getting into this game or you haven't gone down this road before, it's very quick, you know, it can be quick to be like, oh, okay, well, this is gonna be like an X expense, but it's it's not really mm-hmm. an expense. Like it's it's mm-hmm. an investment in your business because a good brand is going to last you for years to come. You are not gonna get tired of that, it's not gonna get dated. Uh, you know, like you're going to have all of these assets that you need, it's going to help you be consistent off the bat. And to be honest, I can't tell you like hand over fist how many times we've worked with clients uh, and Mm -hmm. Lauren's done work for clients, my my brand included, where like there's a direct correlation to people being like, wow, I really saw this like new brand information that you had, like it's so much more clear, like there's a direct correlation to sales, like it will be an investment, but it will be one that you will make back time and time again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think it's really important to highlight that.
1: Yeah, I saw something recently that was interesting to me. It's it's more it's less thinking about money as currency and more thinking about it as energy. I'm not sure if you you may have seen mm-hmm. this too. But um so what you put back put out, what you pay is what you're gonna get in return, if not more. So that it kind of goes hand in hand with what you were saying, Sarah. But just thinking about it that way. I mean, it's not a, it, it's not a gigantic expense, but when you're starting out with like nothing and maybe you're actually in the hole a little bit for buying product, whatever, stocking up, um, it's, it's tough to like pay more money for it. But, um, if you think about it as energy coming back to you, um, that kind of investment, it's, a. Uh, little, little bit of an easier pill to swallow there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. I know exactly what you're saying. It's like that whole energy you're putting out, it's going to come back, it's got that ripple Mm -hmm. effect. But it's also that energy of coming from a place where you're saying like, I'm serious about this business. It's not that I'm like, I don't know if this business is going to work. And that tends to be the the person that's like, I'm not sure if I'm going to invest because there's a bit of a mindset there to get wrapped around. And it's like, if you tell yourself that this is just like a side thing, or it's just like, maybe it'll work or like, you know, you're not sure that. That might be what happens versus being like, no, I'm dead serious about this. Like, I'm going to invest in it. I want this to be the best it can be, and that's you know, there's a different air about it, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. yeah definitely. Um, yeah, I think
1: that's it. that's great. That's a great way, yeah. great perspective mm-hmm. for entrepreneurs to.
0: Yeah, I see it a lot because I think people come from a place of they want it to work, but they're not sure. And it's because it's new, right? And we have all these Mm -hmm. mindsets and things like, hey, been there. (laughs) Definitely was there with my store and things like that. But, you know, when you change that mindset to be like, no, like this could work, like it is all about that possibility, then, you know, that's that's really what's going to surround you. So uh, I think that extends to the brand and everything else, but. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. So many amazing tips, strategies today. So if there are folks listening out there that have questions, you can get in touch. We will have some links as well in the show notes um, uh, on how you can get in touch with Lauren uh, or how you can get in touch with us. And uh, yeah, with that, thank you so much, Lauren. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll catch you in the Hope you enjoyed today's episode and it helped you learn more about starting a business, growing a business, and doing more on Shopify. If you love this episode, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Your ratings and comments will go a long way to ensuring more people can find this podcast and all of the helpful tips that come along with it. And if you're looking for more awesome tips, you can follow me on Instagram at at Sarah Jansel or my business at Jansel Co. Or if you're just starting out and looking to build a Shopify store, make sure you hop on over to my website at www.janselandco.com slash free guide for the latest tips on how to be successful. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.